0: Let us pray. Just talk to God. I'm sure you came to church this morning with some expectations. Talk to God. Tell Him about your expectations. Commit the word you are going to hear this moment into His heart. It is the word of God. I stand only here as a vessel to be used by Him to talk to all of us. So ask God to cause His word to have the correct influence in your heart so that as you listen, you will be blessed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We worship you. We glorify and exalt your holy name. Father, we are here again to hear from you. Father, we pray that you use me as a vessel to deliver your word in the way you want it to be delivered. Father, talk to us. Cause your word, Almighty Father. To elicit the right responses in our hearts, even as we listen. So that at the end of the day, Father, you would have communicated with us, and we will live here with exactly the message that you want us to go with, that will influence our lives and make us, Almighty Father, more and more able to live, Almighty Father, the lifestyle. That you desire us to live in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Our theme for the year remains a kingdom lifestyle. And over the past many weeks, we have been considering several aspects of this kingdom. We have been told that we have two distinct kingdoms. The kingdom of the world and then the kingdom of God. The kingdom of the world has its separate set of lifestyle, while the kingdom of God has its own set of lifestyle. But we find out as Christ began to teach the people in the Sermon on the Mount, what we popularly call the Beatitudes, he used a particular group of people to illustrate each of the points that he raised, especially as it concerns the obligations, the various obligations of Christians. He talked about prayer, he talked about giving of alms, he talked about uh, so many types of obligations, and today we are considering a fasting. He used a particular group of people. He called them hypocrites. So, what is peculiar about hippo- hypocrites? What is peculiar about hypocrisy? Now, hypocrisy signifies a particular group of people who in their hearts, they belong to the kingdom of the world. But on the surface, you think they belong to the kingdom of God. So that is hypocrisy. So he used certain Christian obligations, you know, to show us the attitude of hypocrisy. And then he told us what the proper attitude will be. So today we are considering fasting. We are considering Christian fasting. So fasting is defined as voluntarily going without food for a specified period of time in order to focus on prayers and in fellowship with God. So this definition is uh, Christian fasting. We know about other types of fasting. We also have pagan fasting. You know the pagans, they fast too. And perhaps they even fast more than us, okay? All the occultic group, they do some kind of fasting, okay? Then we also know about the political fasting, which they call hunger strike, you know? Politicians, especially political prisoners, in order to force a change in policy or to drive a particular message across, you know, the Go into hunger strike in order to influence certain things to be done. But that is not the type of fasting we are looking at. Now, we also have uh, some medical type of fasting where people, patients are subjected to periods of not eating in order to enable some investigations to be done. That is also not the type of fasting we are talking about. We are talking about Christian fasting. And I define this as voluntarily. Going without food. For a specified period of time. In order to focus on prayers. And uh, deeper fellowship. With God. Now the key word here is voluntarily. So by voluntarily. It means that. It is something that. Your plan. It is something. ...that is done willfully. It is something that is done deliberately. It is not forced on us... ...by people or by circumstances. You do not just wake up in the morning... ...and you check your pocket... ...you check around, there is no food. Now say, okay, since there is no food in the house today... ...let me just fast. That is not fasting. Because if you step out and somebody give you money, then that fast has ended that moment. So, that is not fasting at all. Fasting is also not forced on us by people. You don't fast because you want to impress anybody. Okay? You fast because you decide within yourself that this is what I want to do. And then you go ahead and do it. Praise the Lord. Now, there's this particular definition I saw in the Message Bible. I love that Bible very much because whenever I want a deeper meaning of certain things, I go to the Message Bible. So, the Message Bible describes fasting as an appetite denying discipline to better concentrate on God. Say that it is an appetite denying discipline. So, that word discipline is very important. Okay? So, for you to embark in a fasting, you know, you is an active thing. It's a way of putting the body under discipline in order to train your spirit, to bring your spirit to the level that it can freely interact with God, to bring your spirit to the level where it is attuned with the frequency of heaven. And then you will be able to interact with God more closely. So you deliberately say no to the demands of the flesh for food and other pleasures in order to lift your spirit man to the level where it can better interact with God. Okay, so some of the distracting pleasures that we need to deal with when we are fasting. We include friends, okay? Friends, if you are fasting and you truly want to focus on God, to concentrate on God, there are certain people that you need to withdraw yourself from. People that will cause distractions. People that will hinder what you are doing. People that will make you think the way you should not think. So you need to withdraw from such people. Then television. You also need to withdraw from such activities in order to create time to concentrate fully on what you are doing. Phone, social media. Okay, The, the day you fast is not the day you spend all the time doing WhatsApp or doing Twitter. It's the time you have consecu- created to be with God. So you really need to uh, put away such distractions in order to fully concentrate then some sexual pleasures for people that are married can also be suspended but the bible gave us some conditions in first corinthians chapter 7 verse 5 if you have to abstain okay from sexual relationship with your partner in order to fully concentrate on god in prayers during fasting, then it has to be by mutual consent between the partners. Praise the Lord. Now, it is only when fasting is combined with prayers and dedicated to the glory of God that it reaches its full effectiveness. Okay, we we cannot say you are fasting and then you just go without food For the specified period of time, no prayers, no time of interaction with God, and then it ends that way. That is not an effective fasting. For fasting to be effective, the focus must be God. Not yourself. Not your spouse. Not even your pastor. The focus must be God. Praise the Lord. God considers fasting a very important discipline in the life of a Christian. And that is why the Bible mentioned fasting so many times. In fact, the fasting is mentioned in the Bible in about 92 passages that we know about all the people we respect so much in the, uh, in, in the Bible. We call them our heroes of faith. Starting from Moses, Elijah, Esther, Nehemiah, Daniel, Paul, so many of them named them. These people, all of them fasted at very crucial times in their ministry. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as depicted in Matthew chapter 4, 1 and 2, said that Christ, after his baptism, when he was already filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, he retreated into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days in order to prepare for his ministry. It was only after that time that Christ launched his ministry. So fasting is very important for every Christian. It is not something that should be done on the surface. It is not something that should be taken lightly. It is something that we must attach the required amount of seriousness to. In order to make it effective in our lives. Then in Matthew chapter 6, 16 to 18, one of the places we read as a Bible passage today. Now, Jesus himself gave specific instructions on how we should fast and make our fasting effective. Let us go back, uh, go, go to that particular passage again Matthew 6. If you are there, you can read Matthew six, 6 sixteen to eighteen.
1: Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of face countenance, for they disfigure their face that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their, they have their reward. Seventeen. But thou, when thou fast, anoint thy, thy head and wash thy face, eighteen, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy father, which sees the, the secret, shall reward thee openly. Praise the Lord.
0: So we've heard, uh, the read it, that when we fast, we should not fast like the hypocrites. Now one thing peculiar about the hypocrites, you see, they fast just like the people belonging in the, to the kingdom of the kingdom of God, isn't it? Yes, in flesh. Physically, you see them. They appear in appearance. They belong to the kingdom of God. The way they talk, the way they interact with you. They give you that impression that they belong to that kingdom, the kingdom of God. But inside of them, they have a different heart. Their heart is everywhere. Uh, 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 is in another place. So the key issue Christ addressed in the passage with that passage in Matthew chapter 6 is the motive now the motive draws the line between real fasting and hypocritical fasting is the motive now the motive is the consideration of the heart The consideration of the heart that drives our action. What we truly have in mind in doing what we are doing. That is the motive. Only you understand your true motive. And the only other person that understands your true motive is God. So it's just the two of you, yourself and God, that understand the true motive. What is in your heart? People can read meaning through what they see. But God does not look at the physical appearance. He looks at the heart. Okay, so the motive is the key thing. Now, for a hypocrite, the motive is to draw attention to himself. And that is why most of the things they talked about the hypocrite are physical things. Things you can see. The face. And the person moves around, you know, with their... Dull countenance. Okay. With tattered clothes. Unkempt hair. Just to appear to people. That he is fasting. Just to make people know. That he is fasting. In order to make those people. Place him. Where he want them to place him. In the kingdom of God. Not He doesn't want anybody to know. That he belongs to another kingdom. So he put on. That appearance in order to confuse people. But the Bible tells us that you can only confuse people. But you cannot confuse God. It is God that understands the true motive. And what did the Bible say about such people? They, re- they, have, re- he has re- they have received their reward fully. Okay, But a true child of God, when he fasts, the motive should be to focus on God. The motive of our fasting as Christians should be to focus on God, to concentrate on God, and then to glorify God. It is God, God, God. Okay. So when the true motive is to glorify God, to spend time with Him, to pour out our hearts to Him, then we have the true motive. It, it is only that that the, our fasting can be effective. Praise the Lord. So let us just look at uh, the Message Bible again. What the Message Bible said about that? Uh, they said that Message Bible put it that when you practice appetite denying discipline to better concentrate on God, they do not make a production out of it. Do not make a show out of it. Do not make a drama. Do not dramatize it. Okay. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity. That is the only thing it can do for you. It turns you into a small-time celebrity. People praise you just for that moment. Because they have seen the picture you try to, uh, to portray. But the, Bible, the Message Bible tells us that it will not make you a saint. Who is a saint? A saint is an all-time celebrity, not here on earth, but in heaven. So, when we put up a show like the hypocrisy, it will only make us a small, a tempo, temporary celebrity, just here on earth. But it will not make us a saint. It will not make us an all-time celebrity in heaven. So, if you go into training inwardly, say, act normal, outwardly, So fasting is an inward thing. If you do it, it is an inward thing. If you go into that training, that discipline inwardly. It is abnormal outwardly. Okay? Shampoo your head. Brush your teeth. Wash your face. God does not require attention-getting devices. So, God is not interested in the way you appear. Those things you do in order to attract people's attention, God is not interested in it. But if you focus on Him, He will will not overlook what you are doing. He will reward you well. If the motive is right, God will not overlook what you are doing. He will reward you well. That is the word of God. And that is, the attitude we should have when we fast. Praise the Lord. Now, another thing I want us to look at is that, uh, just know this external show of fasting without the proper heart attitude is useless. Can we say that external show of fasting Without the proper heart attitude is useless. Praise the Lord. Let us go to our second passage. Isaiah chapter 58. Go to where the people started complaining. Okay? They started grumbling. They started grumbling. Just the way we grumble today. They started complaining. Why have we fasted? They say. And you have not seen. Why have we afflicted our souls and you have and you take no notice? That is the complaint. I don't know whether this type of complaint, I don't know whether we are familiar with it. This is what we hear Christians say every so often. Why have we done this? Why have we why have we gone for what evangelism? Why have we given so much tithe? Why have we paid our offering generously? Why have we done this? Why have we done that? And you have not taken notice. And all we have asked of you for a very long time. No answers. No God, why, why, why? This is a complaint that we are so familiar with. But before we go into the details, let us just look at the characteristics of the people that we are complaining. So, we go back a little bit to verse 2 of uh, Isaiah 58. Praise the Lord. I don't know whether anybody has the amplified version. So that we can consider both of them together. Okay. So, chapter 2 says, You seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness, and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They acts of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Praise the Lord. But let us look at the Amplified Bible. Say so that yet they seek, they inquire for, and then they require me daily. And delight externally. The key word there is externally, to know my ways as if they were in reality a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They acts of me, righteous judgment, they delight to draw near to God invisible ways. So, can we see where the problem is? Pretense pretence is the key problem they draw near to god with their lips but their heart is far away so when we fast with this type of attitude definitely whatever we do is just we are just entertaining ourselves god is not interested because god understands every motive of the heart the bible tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the hearts. I test the mind, even to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. That is Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. So God understands. He said, I, it's only I that understand the hearts. So, All those show, all the credentials they presented were just superficial things, mechanical things, things that did not emanate from a transformed heart, things that were intended to portray them as people that truly know God, while in reality they belong elsewhere. God never recognized them heaven does not have record of them and that is why such complaints existed god ignored them because their hearts were not with him praise the lord so the other thing we notice in that uh, particular passage is that these people also had the wrong focus they had they had The wrong motive. Just look at. uh, From. uh, Still Isaiah 58. Let us look at. uh, uh, From verse 6 down. Okay. Let us go up a little bit. To. Verse 4. Okay. Indeed you fast. For strife and debate. And to strike. With the feast of wickedness. You will not fast as you do today. As you do this day. To make your voice heard on high. Okay, so they fast with the wrong motive. They fast with the wrong focus. They focus on themselves rather than on God. Okay? The Bible tells us you know, that on the day that they fast, they go about their business. They do everything in order to please themselves. They exploit those that work for them. Exploitation. They find pleasure in only doing the things that they desire. They go about their personal business with little or no time to relate with God. So that is worldliness. Okay? So the fast is just a mechanical thing, you know, but there is no conviction from within. And that is why God ignored them. Praise the Lord. Then another thing is a uh, wrong attitude. The Bible portrayed a people that showed false, false humility. You know, they come with their gloomy face and they bow down like eh, bullocks. Isn't it? That's what the way the Bible described it. They bow their head, you know. They, they wear very sad countenance and they walk the way. Angels in heaven. Cannot even try to work. They try as much as possible to portray the, the, uh, the, uh, 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 that they possess the type of heart which they truly do not possess. So it is full of dramatization intended to portray them as people that have the condition of heart which in, in reality is lacking. So because of this, there is no transformation, no change in lifestyle. The heart remains canal. Okay? So what is the result? They are fast, the Bible recorded that the fast ended with fighting, with quarrels, with calling of names, with pointing of fingers, with malice, with bitterness, with insults, with arguments. And at the end, all this will sum up to increase ungodliness. That is what the Bible tells us in Second Timothy chapter two, verse sixteen, that uh, we should shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase in more ungodliness. So we found out that uh, we have spent a lot of time fasting. We have done so many things, but at the end. There is no real change in our lifestyle. Okay, because the focus is wrong. The motive is wrong. Praise the Lord. Now, fasting becomes effective when it produces in us a heart that is transformed. And the evidence of this transformation is seen in a change in lifestyle. Praise the Lord. So, the true aim of fasting is to produce in us hearts that are transformed. So, when our heart is transformed by the process of fasting, it will now show, it will show, it will manifest in a change in lifestyle, it will manifest in a change in the way we talk it will manifest in a change in the way we relate to people. It will manifest in a change in the way we relate with God. It will manifest in a change in the way we relate with members of our families. It will manifest with the way we relate with the people that we work with. It will manifest in the way we relate with the people that work for us. So that is what God demanded of the people that, that complained that they were ignored when they, fast, or when they fasted. So the same thing still applies to us today. If we go into fasting and there is no evidence at the end of the day of a transformed heart, there is no evidence of change in our lifestyle, the people will not look at us and relate us with the one that we profess. Then that fasting definitely has not. Served any purpose in our life. Praise the Lord. So, the type of fasting, what God really expects to happen in our hearts when we fast, look at it starting from verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? First, to lose the bonds of wickedness. We have to deal with everything that is considered wicked in our lives. The first thing is sin. We have to deal with all manner of sin in our lives. We don't have to go into fasting and then end it while we still keep some of the secret sins that we have been indulging in. We have to deal with all forms of wickedness. Another act of wickedness we should deal with is our relationship with people especially those you know, God is particular about the less privileged people that work for us they are less privi- they look at unto us for their means of livelihood so if we exploit them if at the end of the month we refuse to pay their salaries okay so there is no way God will be happy with us there is no way our fasting can be effective when we do that. Our brother, Dr. Obiokwe explained this very well last, last week. Okay? So we have to learn to relate well with people that work with us. If we don't do that, it is considered wicked and sinful by God. Praise the Lord. We have to let the oppressed go free. Okay, some of us have maximum security prisons in our hearts. Okay, so many people are imprisoned within our hearts. Okay, people that we have found very, very difficult to forgive. So those people are locked up in our hearts, they are in maximum security prison. So if you have such a heart, okay, God expects you to deal with that heart first before your fasting can make any meaning to Him. So you have to throw open that prison door and allow those people to walk out free. No matter what they have done, you have to set them free. And when you set them free, you have also set yourself free. You have set your heart free to be able to interact with God. Okay? So we have to do that. Then we have to break every yoke. We all know what a yoke is. A yoke is an instrument of resistance. Okay? Hindrance. You put it on an ox to prevent that ox from going to moving about freely. Okay? So, when yoke is used in relation to a person, okay, it means you have to set Yourself free from certain things that act as hindrances, okay? Certain things that ha- ha- act as hindrances, certain things that prevent you from having a good relationship with God. So these are you. So some of those things we've mentioned: one, unforgiveness, malice, gossip, bitterness. There are so many of them. You know, the Bible referred to them again as. Little, little foxes, okay? These are not things that are obviously seen by others. But uh, when we have hearts that are filled with such things, it will really be very, very difficult, you know, for us to release our hearts, to have effective communication with God in prayer when we do our fasting. So we have to break all those yoke, so that we will be free to enjoy fellowship with God. Now, another thing the Bible talked about in verse 7 of Isaiah 58 is love. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover them up. Okay, so the Bible is talking about the three basic necessities of life. Food, clothing, shelter. Okay, all around us there are people that cannot afford these things. Okay, so if we are privileged to have some of these things in excess, through fasting, through relationship with God, through transformation of your heart also demands that you reach out to these ones in love, share with them, and God will be happy to relate with you, because God also loved us so much. He first started his act of love you know by sending the only son he had to die for us. If He could give us that much, why can't we share? What we have with other people, so that those people we see, those people that roam the streets without food, without clothing, without shelter, we have some of these things in abundance. We could look for ways of sharing with these ones in love. Then our hearts would have started the process of transformation that will make us relates more deeply with God praise the Lord. So the Bible says that when we have done this, when we have done this, when we have truly gotten our, our, our hearts in proper shape to relate with God during fasting, then certain things will begin to happen in our lives. So that the, then your light shall break forth. That is chapter 8, of uh, verse 8 of uh, Isaiah chapter uh, 58. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Heaven itself will announce you. So, it is no longer you trying to announce yourself to people by putting on A character that will make them see you for who you are not. If you get it right from within, if you get it right in your heart, then heaven itself, God himself, will announce you. So your light shall break forth like the morning. Then your healing shall spring forth speedily. Healing will come. All those other things we spend our time praying for. Without dealing with the issue of the heart. Those things we complain that God has ignored us about. Then we will see how speedily God will answer to those prayers. Provided we have done what we should do first. Provided we have dealt with the issue of the heart. Praise the Lord. And your righteousness shall go before you. Your righteousness shall go before you. Okay? Your righteousness shall speak for you. Where others think that it is impossible to go in and achieve results, you will go in and you will achieve great results. It happened in the life of Esther. Remember when he was to appear before the king uninvited? Now the consequences is instant death to do that, but she, with uh, Mordecai and the Jews, went into fasting. They fasted, they prayed, and God heard her. And when she stepped stepped into the court of the king, she got an approval. Not because the king. Did that, but God caused the king to give that approval because Esther did the right thing. She didn't act selfishly. She had all the comforts. She had everything going for her, but she was interested in the affairs of her people. She was interested in doing something to save the situation for the people that her that were already marked to be eliminated so they went into fasting they prayed to God and God gave that approval and she was able to enter before the king and obtained the favor she desired praise the lord then the glory of the lord shall be your regard god will watch your back okay God will protect you. That is the effect of a transformed heart. God will now the glory of the Lord will be your regard. Okay, when the enemy comes from behind, you are not. You don't even know what is happening, but he sees the glory of God and he turns back. That is what happens. When we fast, so we don't need all the time, you know, to break our head and to dramatize, to do all the drama of, of our prayers and this thing, you know. Once we have gotten it right in the first place, once we have sorted out the issue of the heart, then all these other things will fall in place. Praise the Lord. Then you will call, then you will call, and the Lord will answer. Okay? So, Those people that complain, if only they did what God expected them to do, then there will no longer be need to complain. The Bible says that then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, Here I am. May these be our portions in the name of Jesus. May we get it right. May we understand. The key demand of God from us. May we understand that God takes seriously the things that go on within our hearts. May God give us that wisdom to know how to put our hearts in the shape that God will be pleased whenever He looks at us. So that we will not need to bother our heads. About some of the things. That bother us these days. God himself will take charge. So that before you even ask. He will answer you. You open your mouth. And he already has an answer for you. Praise the Lord. Now let us uh, look at another passage. So let us we'll see the other key things we do when we, to make our fasting more effective, we look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9, 1 to 3. Now, on the, 20th, uh, on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting, in sackcloth, and with dust on their heads. Then those of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners. And they stood and confessed their sins and, in, and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one fourth of the day, and for another fourth. They confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. So now you can see some of the requirements. First of all, when we fast, we need to come before God in humility. We need to be humble. We don't need to go before God declaring ourselves righteousness. Just as the Pharisee. You remember the Pharisee that went into the temple to pray? He started by rolling out his credentials before God. That is not humility. So we need to come before God when we fast. We need to go before God in humility. The Bible describes it in sackcloth with dust on their head. It doesn't mean that you carry dust and pour on your head, but that was what people did in those days. Was this? What it simply says that you have to come to God in humility. Okay, you don't have to front anything. Just come the way you are. Tell God how you are. Open up your heart to him. Talk to him like a father in a humble manner. Praise the Lord. Then another thing is uh, seen in verse 2 of that chapter and those of the Israelite lineage, they separated themselves from all foreigners. There has to be some separation, okay, if you t- truly want to interact with God, there has to be some separation Se- uh, foreigners here represent pe- people that are destructive, okay, these foreigners they do not really know the custom of the Jews, so if they stay around them, they will end up being distracted by them. So they first of all separated themselves. May we find the need to always separate ourselves. Separate ourselves from things that distract. Separate ourselves from relationships that distract. From objects that are distractive. So that we could really have A quality time of concentration with God. Praise the Lord. Then the people, after they have separated themselves, they confessed their sins. They confessed their sins. Okay? They confessed. So we also need to confess our sins. When we go into fasting, We need to use that opportunity to tell God everything about us. Nothing is hidden. He knows all these things, but we need to tell Him ourselves. And then to tell Him how sorry we are. So that first of all, that issue will be dealt with. Any prayer we make in the background of sin does not cause heaven. To send responses. The only prayer a sinner makes that is heard in heaven is the prayer of repentance. Okay, so we have to repent, confess our sins, and then to repent. And then we also have to make intercessions. You see, the people, they did not confess just their sins. They confessed the sins of their fathers. Okay, we need to make intercessions. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for our wives. We need to pray for our friends. We need to pray for the church. We need to pray for our nation. We need to make intercessions. Because these people are children of God. So God loves them too. And it is the desire of God that they too will come to know him. So we need also to make intercession. So the people confessed their sins. And they confessed, the, they confessed the sins of their fathers. And then after that. They stood up in their place. And they read the book of the law of their Lord. For one fourth of the day. One fourth of a day is six hours. So they spent six hours studying the scriptures. Okay, so when we fast, we also need to create time to study the scriptures. Because it is in studying the scriptures that we really know whether the prayers that we will offer after that are in line with the will of God. Because one reason why we fast and we do not get results is that most often we pray outside the will of God. So we need to spend time to study the scriptures so that we can, our prayers can be well directed. We can pray the will of God and then we will achieve the results that we desire. So after they had spent six hours uh, studying the scriptures, they spent another six hours worshipping God. So you need to spend time to worship God too. God deserves our worship. He, did, he wants us to worship Him. That is the reason why He created us. So that we will relate with Him. So that we will worship Him. So if you fast and you concentrate only on the food that you've abstained from. Each time... You are focused looking at the time. When will this thing end? So that I will go and eat. No time to pray. No time to study the word of God. No time to relate with God. No time to worship him. The time is at the clock. When will it be 6 p.m. So that this thing will end. So that I will eat. And even during that period. The discipline is not there. For some of us that are. you know, attend meetings, you know, where things, snacks are served. Okay, you are fasting. And everything they serve that day, you collect your own and you put it away in a bag. Okay, no discipline. Because you want to eat your cake and you want to have it too. That is not the way God works. God looks at the heart. You cannot deceive God. So you have to really make out time to be with the person that you are fasting for. Praise the Lord. So that is it. The issue of the heart must be dealt with. The focus must be right. The objective, the motive must also be right for our fasting to be effective. Praise the Lord. And we conclude very soon. So, but uh, for that, let us go to one other passage of the Bible. Let us look at Joel. Joel chapter 2, 12 and 13. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your hearts, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, So, rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Praise the Lord. So, this is another place where God emphasized on the part of us he is interested in the hearts. Say that. Rend your heart and not your garments. God is interested in the heart. I don't know the state of your heart this morning. I don't know the state of your heart when you come before God. When you pray, do you pray to please people? Do you fast to please people? Do you engage? In church activities. Just to please people. Just to please your priest. To please your spouse. To please your friends. What is your motive? When you come before God. What does your heart tell you? Does your heart approve of what you are doing? Does your heart tell you that This is what God requires of you. So I don't know. But perhaps you are here and you have not dealt with the issue of the heart. This is an opportunity. God is still interested in you. God is still interested in getting your heart to the state. That he wants. To the state that is pleasing to him. But the first step is this. Something has to happen first. Christ needs to move into that heart first. The Bible tells us. That Jesus stands. At the door of your heart. And he knocks. So if perhaps. You have not made peace with God. Jesus is not yet inside your heart. He is still at the door. And today is an opportunity. He knocks at the door. He knocks at the door. Waiting for you to open up and invite him in. That is the first step of mending your heart. To be able to relate with God. The first step is to... Allow the king of kings in first. When you allow him in, then the other things will begin to happen. There will be a transformation. There will be a renewal. And this renewal will now translate into physical things that people will see and give glory to God. We don't start from the outside We start from the inside. So when we have settled issue with God from within, then it will manifest in a lifestyle that is pleasing to Him. That is the only time we will confidently say that we are living the kingdom lifestyle. A change must have occurred inside of us. So if you are here, if you are here and you have not done the First thing, an opportunity exists. Now, the Bible says that if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. He stands at the door and knock. If anyone will hear his voice and open, he will step in. He will make his throne in your heart. He will dine with you. He will make your heart his dwelling place. He will transform you. And He will bring changes that will make your hearts acceptable to God. And every other activity that is seen physically will also glorify Him. So let us bow our heads even as we begin to pray. Talk to God. Talk to Him. He is here to hear you. Discuss the state of your heart with him. Perhaps there are things you need to deal with. Is there unforgiveness lurking somewhere? Is there malice? Is there bitterness anywhere? Jesus is able to deal with all this. But you have to invite him first. He has to come in. He is a merciful God. You want to make peace with God? You may indicate by just raising up your hand. And our daddy will pray for you. It's a very important decision. I want to make peace with God. I want to invite God into my heart. I want Jesus to come into my heart and effect the needed changes. That will make me relate better with him.
1: Okay, if you are raising up your hands, just say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you Lord for bringing your word. Thank you for the conviction in my spirit. Lord, I come to you today. Have mercy upon me. I have been coming to church. I have even been participating in all the activities. But I have not accepted you as my Lord and my Saviour. Lord Jesus, I accept you today as my Lord and my Saviour. Recreate in me a new heart and put inside me your Holy Spirit. That from today henceforth, my fast shall be acceptable unto you. And my life shall be a sacrifice to you. In Jesus' name. If you said this prayer with me, can you just please quickly rise up to your feet? We're going to pray. We're going to pray and the Lord will perfect what He has begun in your life. Father, I lift up your Son who has accepted you this morning into your hands. I pray, O Lord, that you grant Him the Holy Spirit. As a seal in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that, Father, you will cause him from today henceforth to experience the joy of salvation. Let the bondage of darkness that he has struggled with before now in his life be broken in Jesus' name. Cancel his name from the book of death and write his name in the book of life. Lord, I pray that from this day henceforth his path shall shine like light, and his life, O oh God, shall radiate your glory. For in Jesus precious name we are afraid.